Hi, sweet friends. It's Casey. Thanks so much for tuning in to Shine On. We are living in very, very stressful times. And it has been a horrific week around the world. So I called in a special guest, Dr. Catherine Athens, who has degrees in both clinical and health psychology. She's written many books, including The Heart Brain. And she's here today to give us a little therapy session. She's here today to remind us that we need to step away from the images from time to time and to take care of body, mind, and spirit. And I know sometimes it feels like it's our duty to know what's happening in the world. But in order to be our best in the world, we need to take care of ourselves. Driving to work the other morning in the dark, as usual, not complaining, very grateful to be able to have a wonderful job to come to. There was a Jeep behind me, great big beautiful new Jeep, and they were driving behind me in the dark with their high beams on. And you know, it's early morning, and I felt myself uh, being irritated by this, like, wow, this is really disturbing. I need to use all my focus to focus my eyes away from the light that's coming in through my rearview mirror. The light was like flooding my car. And I needed to focus. And I needed to control my brain from going to a negative place. And I thought to myself, that is a brand new Jeep. Maybe the person doesn't realize they're driving with the high beams on. Maybe they borrowed somebody else's car and they don't know how to navigate. Or maybe it's absolutely none of my business that they're driving with the high beams on. My business is to keep myself in a good place and send them love and peace. We are all affected and jacked up by what's going on in the world today. So it takes an extra dose of self-care and self-control so we can be our best, right? So if the world has gone crazy, it's up to us to be our best and to be remarkable. Because even in this crazy time, and even in all the crazy times throughout history, remarkable people step forward and get things done. One of the things that Dr. Athens reminds us to do is to be grateful for what we have to give. And all I had to give in that moment was grace kindness. Let that high beam Jeep person off the hook. Not send them negative energy and not carry negative energy in me. Being grateful for what we have to give. That is something to think about. So let's all take a breath and join Dr. Catherine Athens, who reminds us that when we tune into the news, our body takes note of that. We are. We are. We're talking about with all the stress. I know when I turned on the TV this morning, every news channel had Gaza Strip blown up, terrible pictures of people trying to escape. It was just horrific. People are watching the news, and it is as if it's happening to us. So when we watch these things, we take it in, and our body responds with a stress response. We secrete more adrenaline the fight or flight hormone, our heart starts pumping, our pulse goes up, our blood pressure goes up, our body um, feels like it's working really hard and at the same time has a damper of sadness in every organ, that in every organ system we have. Mm. So we're sort of um, caught in the middle of, of stress, sadness, anger, frustration. And so I recommend people turn it off. You know, when I was growing up, there was news at six 
and and 11. That was it. And only on one or two channels. And now we have 24-7 news, just like children have 24-7 availability. And we need some space. We need some time to be away from everything. I recommend people turn it off, go in your backyard, sit under a tree. If you don't have a backyard, sit down in a space in your living room or a room where you can sit with your back against the wall. Say some affirmations, affirmative good things. You know that love is running through your body, that you're sending out love. And breathe. Breathing with a glass of water that you sip gently through the day and thinking of things that are peaceful, seen by the ocean, the beach, seen up in the mountains, a pasture with flowers. To bring those images back into the body will calm the heart rate, will lower the blood pressure, will release the the adrenal glands from secreting so much adrenaline and will basically get the body to relax all over. So we need to turn off the news and do that. And we need to do that sometimes twice a day, maybe three times a day, because stress is the number one killer of people. Stress creates an acid environment in your body An acid environment allows things like uh, heart attacks, rheumatoid arthritis, cancer to grow. So we need to get our body back to an alkaline state. And that is the way to do it, to breathe, drink water, imagine or look at peaceful scenes, to say words of love. And then to send out love, send out love to everybody. You know, that song, if everybody's wrong, nobody's right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And uh, that will help people get through this period, this very uproarious period. You know, Afghanistan, I guess it was the day before yesterday, had four huge earthquakes again. And... You know, all over the world, there's destruction. And that means that we need to reconstruct. We need to redo some of our thinking and some of what we do, activities, behavior. So it's a time to go inward and to be peaceful and to slow down and give. If you're driving the car and someone acts as a fool, give them a break. Maybe they're stressed. Maybe they had a fight with her loved one, leave room, leave plenty of time for if you have to go out to go, but then come home and rest. This is a time of rest. We're heading from the fall into the winter, which other uh, species of animals hibernate. Uh, We cannot go as quickly as we can when we have midsummer and the sun up high. We've got to slow down and allow our bodies to renew themselves. You know, these are wonderful self-help tools, but when do we know that it's time to get professional help? It's time to get professional help when we lose control of our anger, when we are too sad to function, we can't get out of bed, we don't go to work, or we go to work half an hour late, when 
our brain continuously sends messages of anger, war, hatred. When we hold grudges and when we become extremely vindictive, these are times to get professional help because these kinds of vindictiveness or grudges actually cover up hurt and sadness. And so professional people can help in a safe way the client reach in and discover what those sadnesses are and to let go and to forgive the self and everyone else and to cry. Maybe we need to cry more, you know, because there's a lot of grief going on. And of course, in our society, we aren't allowed to cry hardly at all, you know? Right. And so professional help can allow those, can give you some good boundaries, can say, okay, you're going to slow down now, and we're going to work on on pain, inner pain, because most all of our nasty emotions come from being hurt. Either we're abused or neglected or miscounted or undervalued, and those all hurt the body as well as the mind and the psyche. When we're being lied to, our bodies, which are made of truth, I always tell my clients, you know, the stomach doesn't lie to the intestines. If it did, we never digest any of our food. The body is made of truth. And unfortunately, there are an awful lot of lies going on. And people become agitated and depressed and don't know it, but on a subconscious or semi-subconscious level, they do know they're being lied to, and they don't they don't know what to do. But if you can understand that, be in a place of truth with yourself. Sometimes, you know, taking a seat on the seashore and putting your feet just where the water reaches them and breathing with the ocean and taking yourself out of the madness of the world because the world has gone mad. Coming back to what's true and good will help renew your body, your mind, and your spirit. Getting professional help is vital. Getting good professional help with people who have done their own work and are gentle and kind with you so that you can do your work. Dr. Catherine Athens is our guest. She holds doctorate degrees in both clinical and health psychology. And you have written the book, among your books, The Heart Brain, which talks about how stress, anxiety, and worry can put you at an increased risk for disease. I have to put you in the hot seat, Dr. Athens, and ask you, what is your self-care routine like? I really work at sipping water, getting up in the morning, and sipping one to two glasses of water. You can make it warm water. You can make it water with a little lemon. It's good to clean the liver or with a little organic apple cider vinegar. I do that in the morning. I generally have a cup of coffee, maybe half a cup, just because the caffeine is good for my brain. And I do sit and breathe. I sit and breathe even before I get out of bed. I have an affirmation and I say, thank you for this day. May grace go before me today. May grace go before me so that I'm not struggling. I do that in the middle of the day. If I find that I'm 
not centered and balanced and grounded. I stop. I have an affirmation. I breathe. I do maybe a minute. Even if you can do a minute of breathing and ground yourself, breathe through your feet. And I do that. You know, we're all human here. We all are vulnerable to be bowled over by secondhand stress. So it's important just to know that. Know it's okay if you can't really get away and do a 15-minute meditation. Go in the bathroom, (laughs) sit down on the potty, and do a three-minute meditation. Every work will allow you to go to the potty, and sometimes that's an emergency exit row for you. So I do that at night. I calm down. I sit. I drink another glass of water. I have gratitude. Everyone write a gratitude journal. Write down three things at in the evening that you are grateful for. You may be in line at a convenience store or grocery store, and the person in front of you doesn't quite have enough money. Pull out a few dollars and say, okay, I'm, I'm going to take care of that. And be grateful that you have that money to give to that person. Remember that when you give, the reason it says it's more blessed to give than receive, when you give, it stimulates the production of serotonin in your brain, which is the feel-good chemical. It says, I'm okay. It's a self-esteem chemical. Maybe helping someone across the street Maybe if you're in, I I do a lot of grocery shopping, helping someone find what they need if the store staff is really busy. Maybe being grateful for talking to you all this morning. That's a great joy for me. Maybe being grateful for your family, for your brothers or sisters or daughters or sons or cousins. To be grateful. To be grateful that you have food to eat. We are so blessed. I'm in the Silicon Valley and, you know, we are blessed because we have so many farms around with fresh organic produce that we don't realize how blessed we are. So thinking of those little things and not taking for granted anything will produce a sense of well-being, dirtiness, okayness, I'm okay, I'm grounded, I can meet the day, I can meet the evening. At night, I put my phone in a different room, turn it off. I either listen to music or read before I go to sleep. I say my affirmations before I go to sleep. I do some deep breathing through my whole body. And then I say to my body, it's time for bed. So for those of you who have trouble sleeping, understand that 90% of sleep is habit. Go to bed the same time every night, but don't watch the war and then expect to just fall asleep because that creates stimulation again in your adrenal glands will be going crazy. And then you'll go, I can't sleep. No, (laughs) of course not. So you need a dark room that's a little cool and your body will produce enough melatonin to let you go off to sleep and be sure you have a good sleeping place where you feel safe and comfortable. Something that signals, oh, time to relax. You are safe. You can let go now and go to sleep. Where can we go for more information? Oh, please come to my website, 
It's KatherineAthensPhD.com. And I have a lot of information. I have articles I've written. I have my phone number there and my email address there. And I always remind the radio audience, give me a call. Catherine Athens, Ph.D. Visit KatherineAthensPhD.com. Spell Catherine with a C. Spell Athens with two A's. A-T-H-A-N-S. Give her a call. Hi, it's Casey. Thank you so much for tuning in to Shine On. We're getting together on the 1st of November for an evening of messages from mediums. We'll talk about that next week. But first, meet Jane Applegate. She's a storyteller. And along with her friends, she's embarked on a new project to tell the stories of remarkable women. Remarkable Women began as one of Jane's pandemic projects. It's headed into the schools. It's headed to television. And as Jane explains, it's also a new book. We set it up as a nonprofit educational organization. And basically, we're all storytellers. And we are telling stories about remarkable women around the world. Um, We have a weekly blog. And we also are producing um, two television series, one in for Americans and one for Europeans. So it's a lot of great stories to be shared. And we published a book that will be coming out this week. The book features 23 remarkable women. It's everyone from Katie Carrico, who just won the Nobel Prize for Medicine for her work on the COVID vaccine, to the first African-American pilot who flew across the Atlantic. So it's just, it's just an inspirational kind of a scrapbook with a lot of photographs and illustrations. And and the whole point is to just lift people's spirits and inspire everyone to live more courageously. This woman who won, Katie, who won the Nobel Prize, you say, for uh, her work on the COVID vaccine, did she win before she got in the book or after? (laughs) Actually, it's funny. We, We had the ability to actually shout, stop the presses, because the book was ready to go on the press when the announcement came out, I think October 2nd. And so we updated the chapter that she's in. And she's the one who, for 20-some years, was insisting that mRNA was the way to figure out a way to get vaccines into people safely. And she was dismissed. She was fired. She was literally washing bottles in a laboratory to pay the rent because her work had been uh, scoffed at. And then all of a sudden, luckily, another scientist said, you know what, we should really listen to Dr. Carrico. And thank goodness they did, (laughs) because it really was a life changer for many people. Thank you, Dr. Katie. So the book is coming out this week. It's about many remarkable women. Is it just one book? It's the first book in a series, and it's called Remarkable Women Reclaiming Their Stories. And it's available basically as a gift, a thank you gift for anyone who supports our nonprofit. And we just put up a little shopping cart and it's on remarkablewomenproject.org if people want to take a look at what we've done. And now we're moving on to the, the TV side of it. We're very happy. We just got a grant from an organization called Creative Europe. We'll be telling five hours of stories about remarkable European women starting next year. And then we're busy, busy, busy pitching the the same premise about American women to a bunch of networks and streamers over here in the U.S. So first, there's the website. And then if you make a donation to the nonprofit, you get the book. And you're going to be filming in Europe. Well, we're working on the scripts. And I'm going to um, go meet all the incredible collaborators who basically I met by posting a note online during the pandemic. I was here in Verplank saying, you know, I've got an idea and I'm looking for stories. I'd love everyone 
in every country to submit a woman. And we ended up with an incredible list. We now have more than 300 women on our list of women that we're researching. And so we picked the top five stories, and they range from a 16-year-old astronomer who did all the work for her very old husband who ran off with his mistress. So every story has a lot of drama and intrigue, but they're they're also incredibly inspirational. And we really felt that, you know, this is a time with so much craziness and chaos in the world that people should just read about something positive and, and you know, get some inspiration by the women that were, that were profiling. And I understand that one of the women you profiled is one of my heroes, Emily Warren Roglin. Yes, yes. She's a Cold Spring native. Um, She was one of the first structural engineers in the 1800s that happened to be a woman, and she married into a very prestigious engineering family, the Roebling family. And so she was working more behind the scenes with Washington Roebling and his father, um, who were working on the plans for the Brooklyn Bridge. And about halfway through the construction, Washington Roebling went way deep into the river, and he got the bends. He got this uh, compression, I forget what it's called. It's a sickness you get if you've stayed underwater too long. Mm -hmm. And he was really disabled. And she just stepped in and and said, "I, I have the plans. I can manage the cruise. And they had to keep it a secret, Casey. They had to not let anyone know that a woman was really at the helm of of the bridge building. And then she was the first person to ride across the bridge in a horse and carriage, holding a rooster in her lap, which meant meant something back in the day, some sort of (laughs) celebration. And now there's Emily Roebling Plaza. So if anyone goes under the bridge to the Brooklyn Bridge Park, you see this really cool plaque. And she was really one of our top remarkable women. And her dad owned the tavern on Route 9, which was then Albany Post Road. Really? Yeah, it's now the Bird and Bottle. That's cool. That was her dad's bar. Great. And you said that you've seen her gravestone. And what what is the epitaph? Some, Some inspiring thing? Gifted, noble, true. That's fabulous. That that sums it up. That's, that's a great descriptor of what makes a remarkable woman. And then the other thing we're working on that is of interest, I think, to um, your listeners is we are working on coming up with some after-school programs where we will bring actresses uh, who are portraying these women, and several from Westchester County, into the schools to um, just inform third, fourth, and fifth graders about some of these fabulous, remarkable women in history. So we're working with educators, and we have a focus group of 10-year-olds that are helping us pick the women. (laughs) And we're also doing some videos that are on our Instagram feed, which is at Remarkable Women Project. So we're we're really trying to cover grown-ups to kids and just get these stories out, get these stories told. That's Jane Applegate. Find out about the remarkable women she's working with and talking about the Remarkable Women Project. Hi, it's Casey. Thanks so much for tuning in. A special hello to everyone who spent the day with me yesterday at Graymore for our day of reflection and gratitude. Hope to see you again soon. Our thought for the day is from Golda Meir, who said, Trust yourself. Create the kind of self that you will be happy to live with all your life. Make the most of yourself by fanning the tiny inner sparks of possibility into flames of achievement. Shine on.